before we get into this episode, this is being recorded via the web. So if the sound is a bit boom, boo, chicky, chicky, doom, then we would like to apologize. I hope you guys enjoy. Afrolit fam, it's your girl Equa PM. Hey fam, hey sisters, hey brothers, we are back with another video and this is Lantia speaking right now. As you know, the See, she's such a YouTuber, Aqualit. she was like, yeah, back with another video. I know, back with another episode. <laughs> I feel like that's like my natural. natural my natural it always comes out it always comes to, out it's the go-to but, but make yeah. sure to subscribe you know but yeah today we have a very fun conversation um planned for you guys we have a special guest yes <laughs> uh, we do have a special guest and we will let her introduce herself right Hey everyone, my name is Ajiakuma and I'm so, so, so excited to be here. Um, I'm an Afrofusion artist from New York. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, singer, songwriter, that whole bit, artist, creative. We love it. We love, we love it. it. We love yeah. it. Reppin Ghana. Oh, yeah. right. The most important part. The most right. important part. Right, right. What's the area code? Two, one, one. In Ghana? Yeah, in Ghana. Two three three. Okay, everyone knows their code. I don't know my code, but two three three. You don't know that. I don't know our code. I'm sorry. Wow. How do you not know our code? Your code. I don't know. I really don't know. But that's impressive. No, two three three. Today is all about two three three. We love it. Two one two to two three three. For real. For real. For real. But yes, we're excited to have you. Today is interesting because. I feel like with everything that's been going on, you know, we can't, obviously we won't, we can't ignore it, but Mm -hmm. I think that we can see how we are adapting and flowing through it. And one thing that has been helping me, which I'm sure it's probably been helping the Afrolit fam, is art and being creative Mm -hmm. and just letting Mm -hmm. things be Mm -hmm. free and open and having this idea of art as therapy, art as healing, art as just that go-to, you know, right. everyone, every single person can do. And so I want to... everyone get... has their version of being an artist. Mm-hmm. So all of y'all are artists. All <laughs> of y'all. Everyone. Everyone who was told that they can't be an artist. <laughs> even more so you. an artist. The one right. that teacher, that one teacher that said, you, nah, <laughs> this is for you. You're never going to make it. Yeah. No, I think that I wanted us to just really discuss and just get into how our community and our our cultures and our families can really play into that either play in for it or against it you know and I think that there's a lot there's a lot to uncover in here and so I just I guess to start I would ask how do you all feel about at least where you are right now, like how you showcase your creativity. So like, are Mm. you in a place where you feel like you just use it as an outlet for like, is this how you make your income yet? If not yet, like if that's something that you're working towards, like how often you find yourself now in, you know, COVID times or even Mm -hmm. just, 
as an artist like how you're how you're letting it flow whether that's in your singing songwriting Mm -hmm. like yeah tell us how your creative process has been working right yeah well I think personally now more than ever I've been like I've been able to like crank out songs I've been writing a Mm. bunch more Mm -hmm. um and kind of really operating in that creative space really Mm -hmm. operating um and intentionally um, operating in that creative space. So not just waiting for like the inspiration to come for me to sit down and write, but kind of just like being Mm -hmm. more diligent about my writing and putting it into my schedule like I would anything else, putting it into my calendar. I like that. I think Mm -hmm. in the past few weeks, I've been really trying to be on on top of myself, telling myself, okay, you need to do your voice practice at this time. You need to, you know, practice your mm-hmm. dance a little bit here. You have to write here just so I can um, force that. myself to be really on top of myself. Um, mm-hmm. And th- I think that's for multiple reasons. Um, this is the first time I'm saying it on like a public platform, but- Okay, we love yeah. to hear. From your lips to God's ears, God's the ears. Afrolip fam, right. the most supportive right. fam. Well, it's not it's not the best news, but it's a, a blessing. Um right. it back in I just got a new job in February. Um I was at my previous job um from January twenty nineteen to December twenty nineteen or January twenty twenty. Um and then I left that job to just find something else and to kind of figure out what I'm doing for my next step. So I was right. kind of like, you know what, let me find another position. I worked in PR, so I was in a mm-hmm. PR agency. And from February to April, I was working at that new job. And then, of course, because of Corona, <laughs> my job, I got let go from my job. And Jeez. I was only there for two months. Jeez. So Jeez. I was mm-hmm. always, obviously, always creating, always making music, like, throughout college, on the side, whenever I could, whenever I had the money. But when I got let go from this current job, it, like, it really sparked something in me. Because I realized, you know what, Ajakuma? You know, I think this is a sign from from God telling you, you have everything you need to really begin this journey the way you're supposed to. You have, you have mm. connections, you've met people, you know, mm. you've been working on your craft since you were in high school. You've been practicing since you were in high school, you know, wow. you've been researching, studying like the music business, music industry, like go forth, my child kind of All right. All right. right. Yeah. That sounds like that's what it is. That really mm-hmm. does. It really yeah. does. So, um, I would just say I'm operating at a more serious, intense level right now. I love I that. Love I love that. that. I think um, as much as we pour into our arts or creativity is as much as we get out. So I really love mm-hmm. that you are treating it like a job. I mean, at the end of the day, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I treat everything like a job, and I agree with that idea of scheduling stuff and having stuff written down. I mm-hmm. feel like that's discipline is the only way to to get it right. But I that's love discipline. that. I, I love that. Thank I you. love that. And I think um, during this COVID weird time, it's been like uh, an eye opener for a lot of people. It's been like a of moment course. to like take back and be like, wait, was I actually on the right path, or am I on the mm-hmm. right path right now? right now now. like you said god is god might just be saying my daughter my daughter you've been working and i see you so Mm -hmm. it's your time it's now your time it's now your time so i love that um could you tell us more i just think that um sorry could you just like tell us more about um 
what it was like maybe being a creative and growing up that way you said you've been doing this since high school and i mm-hmm. think that's just really cool um i don't know that i've worked on something that long, long. Like, that's a long that's a long time you know mm-hmm. to be doing this so i think mm-hmm. i'm just interested in knowing more about um your creative process and just be yeah. or being a creative and being a young creative I'm being yeah. African because Ooh, that combination Lord. on its own is you know, just a lot. Lord, so how that is that for you? That is such a multifaceted <laughs> question. I'll try to get all right. it all succinctly. Yes, all right. yes. <laughs> in general, being like, I guess, a young creative, being in high school, I always say the singing aspect of me. I, I felt that within myself since I was in elementary school. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I was one of those kids like I was singing since I was three. I was professional. <laughs> <at five. laughs> you know, that's always the story we hear. Like yeah, what? Yeah, that's I, true. Yeah. And to me, I'm like I I wasn't necessarily singing by two, professional by five, but I always say like all I know is that when I was singing it just felt good on the inside. It just mm. felt good. Like I like, I like what doing this activity makes me feel. Right. Mm. So going from that, for some strange reason, I ended up taking violin classes. <laughs> Cause oh, shout out me too. I know. Y'all, y'all fancy, right. y'all fancy. Yeah. You didn't do guitar. Y'all went to the violin. Listen, okay. classical, classical. Listen. We love it. We love it. I literally only took it for three years because my eldest sister she took violin, and I was, and I, I was probably like, ooh, if she did it, I want to do it too. Yeah, so I yeah. just took it. But basically, once that middle school, junior high period came about, um, I remember like sneaking into my friends chorus classes because when you take an instrument instrument in my school you have to you can't take both yeah yeah right um so I would like sneak into their chorus class to hear like the music they were singing and see what they were up to and one day I went in there when there was no students there it was just like the teacher doing some work by the computer and I was just playing around singing some random song and I remember he looked at me he was like like, why are you not taking singing classes? Why are you not in this chorus class? Like, I think wow. you should take this class. He was but, like, there's something here. Yeah. There's something he here. the vibe. And right. he heard the voice. Right. Right. Yeah, and I wasn't even being, like, too, too serious. But he just looked at me like, and he gave me this paper to some, like, some local contest thing. I never entered, but that was the first time someone mm. outside of, you know, maybe, like, a uh, close friend or family was like, you have something. Um, right, right, so, right. It, I know. And that's big. That's big. It, it was mm-hmm. big because it's something as I still a kid remember. too. As a kid too, yeah. Right, as a kid right. too, it's like wow, you see it, you see it too. Like I, I mean, wow. So <laughs> yes. a real gift. I feel like that was me as a kid. I feel like it validates it you. Your eyes, mm-hmm. yeah, it opens your eyes to like your value, and you're like, oh, okay. So mm-hmm. I actually have something. You got sauce, you know? Right, right, right. absolutely. Yeah. And literally, yeah. the next. That that year was the last year I took violin. The next year I was in the mm. chorus classes. And then from nice. that time up and throughout high school, I was in every chorus class I could, like mixed chorus, right. men and women, women's ensemble, advanced chorus. I was just always singing. And um, I think I never understood how to get out there. Like I didn't understand what it meant to have to like become a singer because you know, right. 
my parents are a Ghanaian. Like they're not in the music mm. industry. Like, they're not show parents. They're not <laughs> or, or even are they in the arts industry? Even because no, are they even Africans to... are not even close to arts industry. They're on the other opposing side. It's yeah, like that. They're really in politics. They're in politics. <laughs> Completely it's very interesting. The how that thing. Yeah, the mm. furthest thing from that. Like none of mm. them were singers. None of them were artists. Um, and they were like I said, they yeah. weren't show parents. They weren't bringing me to audition. So. I, the only thing uh, I understood was, okay, I guess I have to take these classes. And like I said, I didn't know how to get myself out there. And I didn't know how to create a song. So, like, I was, I just started writing when I was in high school. I was mm, writing. Mm. I wasn't paying attention in Spanish or algebra. I was just Ooh, writing yeah. poetry, writing, um, just creative writing, rewriting, just writing my thoughts. Right, and right. I figured, okay, like, I guess I'll use this one day. So, I think being young, you know, it's, it was very interesting because again, like I didn't have, you know, my parents weren't in in the arts, you know, they weren't necessarily like helping me figure out navigating my way. But because like I was so interested in it, like I was just able to, I just did these things out of my own, you know, want my own will. But if you're African, it's just with you and God. It's just you and God together. (laughs) Because when it comes Mm -hmm. to the ice fields, another thing about it is they may understand it if they're African, but a big part of it is will they actually know what to do to like help out or to be like, oh, let's go to auditions or be that like, um, not at all know, kind of thing going on like it's it's hard yeah it's very rarely i think it only happens i think they support like right because i always speak about my experience where it's like my mom was never against what i wanted to do mm-hmm. she was just right. like oh you gotta go for it full throttle right. and i support you and i'll i'll like you know i'll create the facebook i'll like the facebook right will i know I how that. to does she know the right manager or the right mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not at all. Right, so that's, right. that's really on us to do, which is a lot. That's a lot of work. It Let's is. speak on that because I feel like people just have it. I mean, if you're not African, it's just a different dynamic. A lot of people have arts parents who are in the arts and then they right. get born into it. Mom-ger. And it's kind of like, yeah, and momager is already a thing. And I think it does have its pros and cons, obviously, but I yeah. think it's. It's just hard. I I think it's hard. It's hard for us to just navigate that, and but we yeah. get through because I we think make it work. Mm-hmm. I think what that taught me, like during the high school period, was like if I want something, I have to figure it out myself. Because, like you said, mm-hmm. Ezra, you know, maybe it's not that they don't want you to; it's that they just don't understand. Like all my parents knew right. was education. Education, mm. education. So, did you ever say, "Mom, Dad, I want to be a musician"? Woo! Was that ever a statement? Was <laughs> that, did that ever come from your mouth to that ears? Were they like, oh, yeah. "Listen, <laughs> of course, I was." Listen, like throughout my whole my whole life, if they, yeah. if my family will tell you anything. They'll be like, this girl was always saying she wanted to be a singer. But I remember See, once- they'll be doing the documentary later. Be right. Like, you know, we always you know, believe we that. Always, no, always, they'll be like, she always said you. it. They'll be like, she always said it, though. Like, she always said it. Yes. I like that. I, and something quickly. My mom always says, like, mm-hmm. you know, you, like, I, I know what you have inside you. Anything you want to do, I know you'll succeed. And mm. She's so uncomfortable with music, but she sees it within my eyes. Like, whatever you want to do, like, I know. Wow. That's beautiful. Uh, so it's, there's still yeah. support. There's still support in yeah. that regard. 
they're supporting in that regard because they know I take myself very seriously. Um, mm. And they know I, like, I don't play. But going back, <laughs> I think like, that one moment that I told, it was one of the many moments I told my parents that I was wanting to do music was when I was graduating high school. Jeez. And I love Mariah, <laughs> Mariah Carey. Right, and, right. And Mariah Carey's story is that, like, once she graduated high school, she moved to New York City, had oh. some... Um, she had some friends, they got an apartment, and like she was hustling, being a waitress and trying to pursue her music career. I didn't and know that, I, okay. Yes, yes, and I told my parents like, you know, Mariah Carey did this. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't wanna you go to said Mariah Carey. Oh, wow. Much. Wow. I love it though, I like that energy. Like, it's I like Mariah, it, but I feel like African cool. parent would be like, hmm? And like it was so I mean now I can look at it in hindsight and like right. laugh about it. Right. But like I remember her looking at me like ah, like you're playing with your life. Like you are playing with your life. What kind of madness? All of that yeah. energy, all of that yeah. energy. Yeah. So basically, I ended up, I did obviously end up going to college. I majored in communications PR, but it was okay. always with the idea and always with the thought that if I learn something in communications and media, I know somehow it's going to help my music career down the line. So that's what yeah. I, I So it was always there. It was always it was, the vision. You were just was, like, no, I yeah. Sometimes yeah. we're parents, we got to work with them and figure out how to get what we want in the All end. Right. <laughs> and at the end of the day, like sometimes just make them happy then okay, now now we can just do what we need to do, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think you did that. You did that. So that's that's interesting. That's very interesting. Oh, like so that. yeah, I yeah. like that too. And um, and sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're okay. Um and pretty much like you said, like after I did that, I, I like to say, like, I, I completed the mission. Once I graduated okay. college, she was still kind of like, okay, like, full-time job. I did that for a bit. But now that I'm really doing my own thing, she doesn't bother me as much. Because she's like, okay, like, mm -hmm. she went to mm -hmm. college. She has this degree. Like, right. you're okay. So, yeah. Right. A lot of it does have to do with that. Like, what will I tell my friend that you didn't go to college because of music? <laughs> because mm -hmm. what will I tell the, the that's how they look like. What will I say? <laughs> like, like, yeah. when I yeah. right. <laughs> and and I think the only time that they truly, truly, truly understand the vision is when you do make it. Unfortunately, that yeah. that's the day they're going to be like, oh, this one she was talking about. Like, mm -hmm. and I also and think it brings up the other mm -hmm. question in terms of can. Like, cause you know, there is call, like you could go to college for music, you know, right, like right, right, you think right, your right. parents would have, yeah. Do you think, yeah, like, was that an option? Yeah. Was you? that an option for you? Interesting. Uh, not really, to be honest. <laughs> not really. And I don't think it's an option for a lot of Africans. Like it's, it's like, yeah, I want to go to school for music. They're like, ah, music. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Honestly, yeah. for me, that was definitely the first thought. My first thought was like, okay, like if I have to go to college, I'm going right. to, I'm going <laughs> to do it. Like, well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna do it in what I want. So I told them music, and there, of course, they still had an issue with it. And then mm. um, I was like, maybe I'll do music therapy. You know, get into the health side. That wasn't really cool with them. Mm. So I was like, you know what? Let me do communications. I'm a great writer, um, right. and I'm good, kind of like within that sector. So let me go with that. I like right. that. 
Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, no, that's that's crazy. I feel like um for me my experience with um like Echo said it's similar to Echoes because my mom was mm-hmm. like I mean, I wanted to do um, acting in mm. uh, college. And my mom was like, all right, go for it. And there were auditions. I did auditions. Oh, wow. And I went through and they accepted me. But something in me, I feel like the African in me was messing with my mind. Because I was like, can I really major in acting? Like, will it really be sustainable? <laughs> like, even I started to, like, yeah, like, guessing. I was like, yo, mm, I don't know about all this, but they did accept me and everything. And I think it's kind, it kind of becomes a thing that's also instilled in us. It's a program and conditioning thing that you have to kind of unlearn or believe in whatever it is more Absolutely. than, um, yeah. more than, you know, trying to just be play it safe you know what i mean yeah. so i feel like when you believe in your passion you could do it you could literally go to school for a, a bunch of people did it so why yeah. don't you you know what i mean so that's interesting now that's really cool and, um yeah okay no <laughs> no i was just gonna say that i love that you got in because i mm. think Sometimes we don't even yeah. allow ourselves to even apply because you're like, mm-hmm. right. you know, like I think a lot right. of people guess themselves to the point right. that out of fear they just don't even do it. And yeah. I think what I was this so has shown is that you have to go ahead. And one thing I learned today is that you will and you should, or you will and you should expect to get a thousand no's, but all you need is that one yes. One yes. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes not like, I wouldn't even say unfortunately, because that's not a thing. But sometimes it's not going to be from your family or really, really close mm-hmm. people. Sometimes yeah. people won't see that vision. Sometimes yeah. oh, it's up to yeah. you to see that vision. And I always tell people this, um, like if you're starting a business or whatever mm-hmm. it is you're doing, I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, are you doing it like for people's approval mm-hmm. or for you? If it's for yes. your own um, a validation or your own fulfillment then you do it regardless of what people think you just do what you need to do you know what i mean and just be happy like you said it's the one thing that you feel super happy doing and there's a reason for that that's a passion of yours that's a passion for sure a question for you all how do Mm -hmm. you feel about like so in your experience um like you were saying, you know, because your family, like when you were telling your family, like they didn't really get it and they didn't get the vision. How did you keep yourself motivated? Mm, in this? Mm, like they mm. were, you know, not. <laughs> yeah. Like, when the, yeah. When they were just not really seeing it or, you know, right. for those who. Or you how know, do you still keep yourself yeah, motivated? Because it's you, an ongoing thing. Yeah, yeah. And even oh, for you, yeah. Monty, like the fact that you got in, but then you were like, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> like, no, but then it's like, how do you, you know, keep it as something that you continuously do on the side right. or something, you know? Right, so, right, right. I think on my end, mm-hmm. I I don't know what it is. I think it's a personality thing because I've always been like, I'm different from my my siblings. I have four siblings, and I'm I'm different from them. Where I'm kind of very like I'm aggressive. Like I I can be a little bit aggressive. <laughs> You're like, so well, well, let let just I know myself. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think that I just have. I don't know. I really feel like it's something God instilled in me because I don't know where right. it came from, but there's this like unwavering like 
belief in myself and like mm, my yeah. feet are like firmly planted on the ground of like this is what I'm going to do like right. no ends or buts I don't know right. where it came from like there wasn't necessarily like a big moment that happened it was just always like I'm doing mm. this like that's mm-hmm. what it is yeah. um and I think now now the way I keep it up I think it's like remembering why I'm doing it who I'm mm. doing it for right like, who who am I trying to be because I think with any goals you have in general, like with my music, I think it's it's pushing me to become like the best version of myself. It's forcing right. me to like work right. out more, take care of my health. It's forcing mm-hmm. me to be more disciplined. And I feel like- That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like when you have that, whatever your passion is or whatever your dreams are, like they have to force you to become like the best version of yourself. Right. Like anywhere right. that I'm, I may be lacking, it's mm-hmm. my- dreams it's my goals that are bringing me up to be that Mm -hmm. better person so I think it's just thinking like that and just really like you said um I just like really believing in yourself and luckily like I have like my siblings who really believe in me and like they help me that is cute (laughs) that's very cute they really believe in me so that Mm -hmm. I think that helps a lot Hmm. that's true because I think a lot of it has to do with just you and I think you have to stay ready if you want like if Atlantic comes tomorrow and is like we want to sign you you have to be ready for that ready for you you have a demo yeah you stay ready so you You don't have to get ready ready. and I love that that. that you're teaching yourself wellness and all these things because if you're going to be an artist and you're going on tours realistically, mm-hmm. you need to be healthy. You need to be yeah. sleeping. You need to be eating right. You need to be continuously working out. Yes. All of these things are a part of being an artist and you're doing it already. So you are ready. You are ready for Absolutely. this well, basically. So I like and that. It wasn't, and it really wasn't always like that. Like throughout, even throughout my college experience, I feel like sometimes like I would neglect myself like it really wasn't until mm. recently where I started taking like my health and wellness Gross. more like mm. yeah I'm trying it's to put gross. that as top priority right oh my god back then and even up until recently I was always like work I have to like work I have to like find opportunities I, right. I just have to like right. intern, right. intern intern interning volunteering volunteering you know mm. working at my job like always I was always on the go on the go and like I never really took the time to be like did you eat like a good breakfast today? Like, did you right. work out? Like, you know, right. Have, it's it's intentionality. Have you have to be intentional with it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a I'm natural. Yeah, it's not like a natural thing. So I get what you mean. Exactly what you mean. Sometimes it's like you can get out of that um, that routine or being mm-hmm. always on that, but you have to keep going back and keep going back. So mm-hmm. that's also, understand, understanding that all of these things are a skill. Like you may mm-hmm. not, be, you won't be perfect the first time, you know. Mm-hmm. Like very rarely, very true. Hit the mark on the first try. Like if you don't, and it's weird. Mark, we always think that's how it works. Like I used to I be like, like, listen, like, the first time yeah. it didn't work. Yeah, you're like, then I can't do it. If it's the first time, I can't. Like, yeah. And it's not mm-hmm. even, yeah, yeah, it's not even real. So cool. I was watching this Scooter Braun interview. I know mm-hmm. he has his own everything that has surfaced about <laughs> and all that stuff. But anyways, I was watching this interview and he was talking about like, he used the example of someone like stepping up to bat, like play baseball. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you hit a home run, you could hit as many times as you want. Like you can try right. to hit as many times as you want, but mm-hmm. if you hit like a home run, you'll get like the million dollars or whatever, you know? So there'll be some people who, 
go like try one you know the line will be so long <laughs> try one so they'll hit mm-hmm. they'll miss and they'll be like i they're not coming back but they'll mm-hmm. be that person that keeps gets the bat yeah yeah they do not stop they don't put the bat down like they keep missing mm-hmm. they bat again they keep missing bat again people are and that's the only way to get it that's the only are, way you'll actually get it and then when they yep. hit that home run right yeah the whole crowd will cheer why yeah. is that the same crowd that was booing. <laughs> it's so Listen, people will always be people, sis. <laughs> yeah, mm. that one. But it's like mm. that. I feel like too kind of plays into the psyche of our mind because we. Right. It's really like a you versus you when that's you're, it. Yeah, that's it. Sure. At the end of the like day, you really have to that's step into is. that mindset because right. the moment you kind of lose sight of that, it re- it deters you. You know what I mean? It can really step yeah. you it make you feel like you're so out of touch or so out of tune or like your goals and mm. so far away when it's, yeah. really, it's about like doing the step step right. by step by step right, know, right, I right. this that. is true this i is love true. that so much yeah um, that analogy is perfect right yeah it's literally yeah it's the, from this series called the originals um mm. and they talk to like all these like oh, people and yeah, and Scooter Braun was one of them, and it was such a good, it was such a good interview. And I think too, this is something a lesson that I've been learning because I just completed seventy five hard. Hey, hey, hey. Congrats. And it's this program that was created by this like evil white guy. No, I'm kidding. Okay, <laughs> um, wow. Wow. No, by Andy Frisella. No, he's actually awesome. But it's it. It's intense because it's 75 days, you have no breaks, you have no, you know, it's discipline, right? it's discipline. So you have to work out twice Ooh. a day for 45 minutes. One workout has to be outside. You have wow. to read 10 pages of like a self-help book and take a progress picture every day. And so, of course, it's just about men- building mental toughness, but I feel like it yeah. drives home the point that of what both of you are saying. Right, right. Like, it's always about the small steps. It's always mm-hmm. about what you the do. Continuous like, small and the continuous yeah. steps. Like it, like the fact that singing pushes you to be, or being a creative pushes you to be a better person and like yeah. want to work out, want to eat healthy. Like, right. that, like that's already a win. That's big. You know what that's I mean? Big. Yeah. As black mm-hmm. women, like to decide that we're gonna take care of ourselves, I feel like right. is a win. This is true. You know? So that's Ooh. so that's so amazing. Yes, Ekpa. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, what you're saying is like really resonating with me because oh, because we were talking about this on like the I guess yeah. the call, the pre-call, but like I feel like I don't like saying I don't like the term or for me I don't want to be like a perfectionist because for me being a perfectionist mm. always like held me back because I was so afraid to share I what I was working that. on mm-hmm. because because like when you're a perfectionist like you said Lantia you're not competing with yourself you're competing with something else like you're competing right. with a different entity you're not right, competing right. with yourself it's not with you. whereas mm-hmm. if you're a person that's focused on growth or Growth right. is not a word, right. but right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a new thing. Coin it. You better coin that. I love that. We love it. Hashtag mm-hmm. growth is. Um, if you're that, like, it's like you said, like every small step is a win. Anything moving forward is a win. Like, 
I only released like one song in 2019 because I felt like, oh God, like I, I need to create like a the perfect video and the perfect video never came. What so, does this sound like my life? Like I had to literally <laughs> just talk about my it. mindset. It, it, it was such a bad mindset for me because it's, like it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's deteriorating. It's not, it, it's not, yeah. it doesn't like bring mm-hmm. good fruit from it. You don't get good fruit from being a perfectionist. Mm. And I think um, the idea of perfectionism as a whole, like you're never going to achieve that exactly. or attain that. So yeah. why aim to it? Why aim at exactly. it? Why not aim to aim at growth? Because that's something that you, you know you can do. do. You will be able to attain it every yeah. single day. If possible you know yes making your day better than yesterday making sure you're right. doing something you haven't done before making sure like right, you right. know whatever whatever song i put put out last month how mm-hmm. did it do how did people resonate with it okay mm-hmm. i saw what worked let me try to do something else to, to make it better you know just right always, and that's like the mindset i offer and that's how you get that banger that one banger that's going <laughs> that to banger. Like, blow everyone away it's going to come from this because it's growth it's growth until you get yeah. to that point it's funny because sometimes we think we could you could just literally get into the um studio or whatever wherever you record and just be like listen today i'm gonna just produce the best music ever yeah and sometimes it doesn't really hit the way you think it's gonna hit and that's with creativity as a whole sometimes i'm like let me make a video this one is going to hit them i'm making sure you you can't control it like you cannot control it unfortunately All you can do is put it out there. All you can say, do. This is what I, mm-hmm. I did and I created and it's just out in the world somewhere and carry on with your life. <laughs> and then you'll just hear news that it's on. You know what I mean? Like, that's, what yeah. happens. that's how it happens very naturally and very like. And I'm you know, sure that's unplanned. how you guys. That, I'm sure that's exactly how you guys operate this whole podcast. That's why it keeps continuing. Right. You keep right. continuing, like, good guests, good conversations. Because right. you're thinking about how can how can we exactly. have a more interesting conversation for the next episode? Yeah, right, right, and that's how it works. It's like let's just keep trying, keep pushing, keep growing. Yeah, yeah. And that leads to greatness at the end of the day. Amen. Amen to that. I love that. We're able, at least one thing that I love is that even with every struggle, mm. you know, there's always something that you can learn, you know, like mm. there's always, 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 you know? always. Mm-hmm. so I'd want to know, like through everything, at least now, like, you know, of course, like, yes, you may have been let go from your job, but like now that you're creating your music, what's like one thing that you're really just excited for and like a lesson that you've learned that you just can keep continuously applying to yourself? Right that you've taken from like a- any of the setbacks that have happened? Mm. Ooh. I would <laughs> say, I would say it's not really a setback, but something I just learned, like something that keeps a reoccurring theme, I guess, in my life is like, if as long as I, as corny as it is, but it's like, as long as I like do the work or as long as I work hard, I can literally do anything I want. Like, mm. I remember one moment in my life, I was like, I, you know, I was bickering with my mom because like she was forcing this nursing thing on me. And at one mm. point I was like, you know what, forget it. Like, I don't even, I'm not gonna be a, um, a singer anymore. I'm just gonna do this nursing thing because like, I just kept feeling mm. so much pressure. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were telling me, yep. That's a setback. I actually will take that as a setback because that was the first time in my life where, like, I you considered it. You were like, yes. Mm, 
maybe this like I'm causing right. too much drama. Maybe we should and just, everyone like, around do what you. Everyone, yeah, maybe I should just do what everyone wants, and then you know, it's normal. It's a normal feeling too. Yes, yes, and like I remember thinking, okay, I'll just do nursing. So I took a summer, two summer classes. I took um, anatomy and physiology, anatomy, physiology one and two. Now I'm not like, these are not my kinds of classes. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't taking all these science and math classes before. So right. this is the first time I was taking these heavy science classes. In high school. Like, I know. I, was, I, was, I was like, I, I was probably nervous. shouldn't promote that. I just, <laughs> I know, take math. Take math. Take math. But, Daddy, take math. Yeah. Like <laughs> I literally, when I could opt out, I was like, yep, I'm gonna opt out. <laughs> I, you <laughs> know? Right. And I just remember, I remember taking those two classes and I remember doing so well in them I remember mm. and this is not even something I wanted to do mind right. you like this is not what I wanted to do right. but I was like I'm taking these classes every day I would study like all of this these all of this bio stuff all this bio oh, language I, right, yeah. right, right. Ooh, I was <laughs> stay up all night like drink coffee like just study the right. concepts I would take the test and I would always do like I'd be like one of the top people like doing well in the test and and the other people were in the nursing program. They were actually like nursing students or they were they were always planning to do it. So mm-hmm. I, I just remember thinking like, wow, I'm one of the best students in these classes and this is not right. even something I want to do. How come I did good in this? And it was only because I just put in the work. Like I actually studied. I actually did what I had to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, I think, and, and like um, you mentioned, Montia, like that was the first time in my life where I was kind of like, for I, I considered not doing music right. and right. I feel like that taught me like I can still do music because this this has taught me if I can do something I don't want to do and do right. well at it right. imagine something I'm passionate about something right. I love to do something that right. gives me fire and them like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. imagine that imagine how, what that will turn imagine into that. right yes. and I think it's important to note that things that we are good at are not always our passions. Like, if you can be good at something, I don't think that needs to be your passion. Like, a lot of people, um, Uh, who told me this? Someone told me, like, you're so smart. And I guess they meant, like, book smart. And I mean, (laughs) I was, I, you know. (laughs) And they're like, you're like, you're so smart. Like, why would you do, like, an acting major? And I feel like, you see, this is what Mm -hmm. it was, you see? And I think it's not that I couldn't, I mean, I don't even consider being book smart being smart, just to say this, yeah. because I think oh. it's just, I don't consider it like, oh, you're super intellectual. There's so many mm-hmm. levels to that. There's so many levels. Yeah, there are. there are. There are. There's right. too many, but the idea yeah. is, especially the African tradition, is that if you're oh, book yeah. smart, you are a genius. You're like, a yes. you are a You're Einstein. 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 And so um, for me, it was just one of those things that I realized. I think, like you said, one, you can be good at anything you put your mind to. But two, just because you're good at it doesn't necessarily mean it's your passion. It doesn't mean what, it's what's going to mm-hmm. like fulfill you. It doesn't mean that's what God intended for your life. I can mm-hmm. be good at jumping rope. Doesn't mean I must go and compete in the Olympics and jump I'm rope. Mad you no. said jumping rope. Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like I could get really right. good at it. If uh, I did every single day I woke up, I started doing jump rope, jump rope. Every day I double dutch queen. 
I could be that. I could be double dash queen. Does it mean I need to go and compete? No, it doesn't right. necessarily mean that. And I think so um, an important part of just growth and self-awareness and like identifying, I mean, is identifying like what those things are. Like mm-hmm. what are the passions and what are things that actually fulfill me? Like you're saying, it gives you a good feeling. You feel happy when you sing. There's just something about that. And I think, yeah. yeah, just identifying that versus what am I just good at? Like, just good yeah. at Like, I can yeah. just do it. I can do it well. But, you know, that. maybe one day I'll teach my kids. Like, that's why I'm smart. Who you knows? Like, you know, there's right. always a purpose. There's always a purpose for it. And it doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be that you pursue that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Right. I think that's something. Because I because I majored in communications, mm-hmm. I always I always got compliments on like my writing. Like people like my professors would be like, "You're really like insightful with your words," or "You're you're just right. a good writer." Um, and I think it's important for what you mentioned for people to understand that because people like if I if I had it the way my professor my professors would have expressed it to me, I could have right. been like a journalist or I could have just stuck to right. like you know, public right. relations or doing something that's that kind of writing. Right. But even though I was good in that writing, that's not what my passion was. My passion right. was writing, but in this specific form. So it's like, you have to really right. like see what you're good at, see in what context you right. like to put in right. and like go from there. But yeah, that was it, ta- it. It takes time. It takes time too. And it's growth. And that's when you start yeah. to realize and you're like, nah, this is actually not what I was called for. Yeah, and it's a process. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that- I know. I'm just listening, and I'm like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's about staying the course. Always right. mm-hmm. stay the course. If you stay the course, mm-hmm. you'll be able to do it. And right. so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like there's, you know, there's always so much that. We can say and learn and I just would love, I would love, you know, before we close out, I would love for the people to just know where they can find you. What's up next? I know you released a new single, Pay Me What You Owe Me, which is super relevant to Pay Me What You Owe, excuse me. Um, so yeah, I feel like this, this has been a great, this has been so great. I feel like I'm so refreshed. I'm ready to stay the course, you know, cause some days I've right. given up, but yeah, sometimes yes. it, be like that. it really, it is like that. And that's normal. Yeah. 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 I think we all need to know that it's okay to have the emotions, but as long as you mm-hmm. stick it and you stick this to it true. and you know mm-hmm. that this is what you want to do and you enjoy it and you're passionate about it and it just gives it, it makes you be a better person, then you're on the right path. Um, right. And so, yes, mm-hmm. I would love for you to tell the Afrolit fam where they can find you and what is up next. Yes. Hey, Afrolit fam. This is Ajakuma here. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at underscore Ajakuma underscore. So that's underscore A-G-Y-A-K-O-M-A-H underscore. And then everywhere else, SoundCloud, Spotify, Facebook, yes. it's Ajakuma everywhere. Um, yeah, I just released a new single. Um, it's called Pay Me What You Owe. Um, and oh, pay me what you owe. And yes, it, means, it. it means exactly that. The energy you feel from that is exactly how it's supposed to feel. And um, just to give you a short background, it's really just about um, 
post-grad, post-grad life, you know, even if you didn't go to school, that situation you come into when you're getting that job and like, you just feel like you're not getting what you're worth. You know, you're not getting paid what you're worth um, when you're trying to get the promotion, but they're telling you, uh, you know, we can't give that to you or you can't get the money you know you've worked hard for, what, you, what you're owed, what you deserve. Right. And it's really just, just something for, I think everyone can relate to and something, um, just an important, I think, message because we're always taught specifically like, oh, if you go to college, you're going to make all of this money. And, you know, if everything is going to come to you, it's going to be so easy. And, and that's just not the case. So oh, give me what you owe, period. Period. <laughs> period. Ooh, we love it. We love period. it. Yes. On Spotify and SoundCloud and all of that. Everywhere, everywhere. Well, Afrolip fam, this has been another episode. I'm excited and it's been, it's been real. real. <laughs> it's been real. It's been, been real. real. This was so much fun. It. Thank you guys for having me. Thank I love you. this. Yeah, yeah, this is a good conversation. It was definitely good conversation. Right? It was good. It was feel good. Feel good right. content. Right. Feel good content. Mm-hmm. Especially in the times we're living in, we need more of that. And we have to stick mm-hmm. together. So yeah, let us Absolutely. know what your thoughts have. You've been staying the course. How right. what your creative outlets have been. Make mm-hmm. sure so much love to those who are sending us voicemails. Keep sending right. us we voice, love messages. We love voice messages. We love it. Love it so much. And catch you on the next one. It's been real, guys. Bye. Bye. It's been your host, Lantia. And, yes, and Equi PM. You know what it is. Bye. Can you please tell me where the money did? Because I really need to know. Man, pay me what you owe. Is it by force or is it by choice? What nonsense is this? You pay me cheap.